join Startup Canada this spring as we tour across Canada to celebrate the winners of the 2018 Startup Canada Awards. Join us in Winnipeg, Vancouver, Miramichi, Sault Ste. Marie, and Montreal. Network with leading entrepreneurs and the drivers of Canada's startup community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and to get your tickets now. Rogers Business App Market brings together the right apps for your business and wraps it all up with Rogers world-class support. Microsoft Office 365 makes it easy, whether you need to securely store and backup files, access or share documents in the cloud, collaborate with your team or manage your business from anywhere and on any device. Plus, with support from Rogers, you'll get everything up and running quickly. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash business apps. Scotiabank understands that business is personal and your business has unique needs. That's why we offer flexible solutions for your business banking. Create your own business banking package that works for you by opening an account online in minutes with ease and start saving today. Visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business to get started. Sharing the journey of real Canadian changemakers and the impact they have on the world we live in. It's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and changemakers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. And visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett, and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. Hey, I got Nikki Ballou, and he's the host of the Business of Thought Leadership Podcast, podcast to podcast. Love it. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. So, so, so cool. Uh, first time we've had a podcast, uh, epic host, Canadian uh, podcaster who really focuses on leadership as a, uh, as a, as a focus, thought leadership. Uh, Nikki Ballou, I'm just so excited to have you on our show today. Nikki is a number one international best-selling author and co-founder and co-host of the highly ranked Business of Thought Leadership Podcast. As a veteran leader in business and coaching, Nikki drives informative and inspiring interviews with globally recognized names like entrepreneur and author Seth Godden, pro skater Tony Hawk, and American fitness and host of The Biggest Loser, Jen Wilderstrom. 
Over his 20-year career, Nikki has introduced thousands to the stories and lessons of the world's biggest thinkers and thought leaders. He's been a career and business coach at the CEO Health Coach in Toronto, and since then co-founded a peer group called E-Circle, which provides successful entrepreneurs with techniques for elevating their big ideas. And don't you know, this audience has got big ideas. In today's podcast, we're going to talk to Nikki about how he's empowering those around him to be their most successful selves and how he's inspiring global champions to change the world. And we just had a little preamble beforehand, and I, I'm pretty excited about this conversation. Nikki, welcome to the show, my friend. Rivers, man, it's an honor to be here. I am pumped to be on your show, boss. Pumped. Well, let's kind of get into it. Uh, our listeners kind of kind of have, uh, are excited to learn what's kind of the takeaway that you want them to have at the end of the show. Start with the ending. I want them to be clear that anybody can be the best version of themselves. Anybody can perform at a champion level. And I also want them to be clear that they're unique and special. They have a genius within. There's a way to get that genius out to help them stand out from the sea of sameness so they too can be thought leaders known for knowing something valuable and use that to make the biggest possible difference in the world and make a boatload of money in the process. You're welcome, Startup Canada audience. We got him on the show. That's what you, that's what you're in front of right now, and uh, that's so cool. I really, really am excited to continue on here. And it all starts, Nikki. Look, as a, as a coach, writer, speaker, mindset trainer, you're kind of the you know the jack of all trades for things business. Tell us that story, man. Well, I'll tell you, I I've, I've had a pretty unique story. So, first off, I wasn't born in Canada. I was born in Iran. Okay. I'm a Christian from Iran. And, uh, when I was about 11 years old, the government, sorry, just to stop you there, if I could, how many, what percentage of people in Iran are Christians? Less than kind of one tenth of 1%. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, man. It's a 99.6% majority Muslim country. So, you know, in 1979, there was the Iranian revolution and the government of the Shah of Iran was completely overthrown. And uh, at that point in time, things changed. Being a Christian in Iran wasn't the easiest thing to be. So my parents decided it'd be a good idea for us to move to the West. And, and God bless them. We did that. I, I love my home country, but it's been a true blessing to get to live in the greatest country in the world. We live in Canada, man. This is a country where people are free. People are tolerated regardless of what your religion is or what your background is. And this is a country. It's, did you know this is the easiest country in the world to start a business? Isn't that the most amazing thing? And how many people really want understand that, let alone appreciate it? I do the really the point zero zero one percent too. I agree with you. It is easy to start a business, but until you don't have it, you don't realize how easy it is. Really, that's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. So we came here, and and I was very fortunate. I got to go to school here and uh, imbibe the the wonderful freedom and sense of possibility that's available in Canada and in the West. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I went to school, university, got uh, got uh, undergrad, got a master's degree in the U.S. And, and I was always fascinated by business and things international. My father's an entrepreneur uh, right. and my mother has been an entrepreneur and in sales. And my father at one point had over 50 employees. He, he helped feed 50 families. It was a point of pride mm. for this man. Uh, of course. And, 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 and I'll tell you something else. There was a generosity, a spirit 
to him and his fellow entrepreneurs that's completely out of whack with what you see in Hollywood about what uh, business people are like. Entrepreneurs uh, are the most amazing right. people in the world. Yep. Everything good in this world happens because an entrepreneur has a vision and a dream and they go and pursue it. And, and, and that's what I learned at, at my father's feet and, and from my mother as well. And when I got into business, is your dad still with us, Nikki? He's still with us, but unfortunately, nice. he's uh, he's had a few strokes, so he's uh, oh no, he's an, oh no. But you talk about it's an interesting way I asked that is that you talk about the 50, 50 people, and and this is a great story. I, I love it, and I know you're going to continue. But it's not just fifty families; it's it's then the community that is connected to those fifty families, and et cetera, et cetera. So it is ex- exponential contribution. It is exponential contribution. Well said, Rivers. That's that's very Thanks. powerful. So. So, so, you know, I, 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 when I finished university, I, I went into the business world. I worked in corporate Canada for a while. But what became clear to me is this was not the path I was supposed to take. I was born to be an entrepreneur. And uh, as luck would have it, after a while, God, the universe, took me onto that path. Um, hmm. I worked in uh, high tech and telecommunications for a while. And the very last high technology firm I worked for selling to a telecom company blew up back in 2001, back when the dot com world became <laughs> the dot bomb world. And remember, <laughs> I I, I've never heard it that way. I love it. I know it's good stuff. So, yeah. so I was like, Oh my God, I, I lost my job. What do I do now? So what I did now is I started consulting. What happens to a lot of people when they lose their jobs, they come, come, I, I became a consultant. And pretty soon after that, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I was very fortunate. I was introduced to a, to a man named Mark McCoy, great Canadian Olympic mm. champion for Canada in the 110 mm-hmm. meter hurdles. And he had, more than an Olympic champion. You tell that story. Just a segue. Well, he, you know, he, he was the first one. First Canadian in 60 years to win track and field gold for our country. Just, just an incredible man. And he introduced me to the legendary Donovan Bailey. And the three Mm. of us got into business together and we created a company called transform. I became a national columnist for uh, Metro news. And I was just fortunate to be exposed to a lot of amazing people. Now that, that business had some issues. Donovan, uh, Mark and I were, you know, especially on, 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 Mark and I had a meeting of the minds more than we did with Donovan. He's a great guy, but we just, we just went our separate ways after a while. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I just came to a spot where, you know, I realized that I loved being an entrepreneur. I love having control of my own destiny. I love doing something that inspired me. And I wanted to continue to do that. And for a while, I became one of Canada's top health and fitness coaches. I coached a lot of top CEOs and a lot of top performers uh, in, uh, in the world of thought leadership. I work with guys like Raymond Aaron, Robin Sharma, what have you. Mm. And then life hit me with a two by four across the head. My then wife decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore. And that was absolutely mm. devastating to me with this. It knocked me for a loop. I was angry. I was a victim. I was no use to my then wife. I was no use to my kids. And there was a part of me that just felt like dying, you know, cause it was, it was mm. just, just an awful thing. But I, mm-hmm. I was fortunate in that I was introduced through my friends to some incredible people who helped me get out of that. Scenario. <laughs> and as a result of that, um, my business started to grow again. So my business completely tanked. I lost almost 95% of my clients, uh, during this time period. And I had an epiphany. I saw a man deliver a talk, a man named Bill Bishop. 
And it was like he was speaking to me saying that if you're not doing what you were meant to do, now's the time to take action. And I have a path. <laughs> so he was telling me, Luke, I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm going to you to be a Jedi. And you are going to go out there and you're going to destroy the Death Star and kill Darth Vader. And I'm like, sign me up, brother. Sign me up. So, yes. Yes. So, so, so. Anyways, long story short was I, I started working with him and then I got involved in mindset coaching because I'd worked with guys like Donovan Bailey and Mark McCoy and a whole host of other athletes and top performers through them. And I learned a thing or two about how to have a mindset of a winner, how to have a mindset of a champion. And I, I put a program together. I wrote a book. I was fortunate. The book became a number one international bestseller for a while. And I, I got to help business people with their mindset. I got to help salespeople with their mindset. I got to provide them with professional accountability. I helped them see how their own negative programming was stopping them from performing at their best. And one of the folks I worked with was a man named Michael Palmer. And I met him also in a men's group I joined after I got separated. And, um, you know, he was, he and I did some work together and one day, he, I said to him, you know, I'd love to be in a mastermind with you. And he said, that's a great idea. We should, we should create our own mastermind. We should charge for it. We should call it E-Circle. I'm like, huh? He said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So he, he put a website together, and lo and behold, we were in business. And we initially started working with entrepreneurs. But that worked for a bit, but we, we, we stalled out. We didn't get the traction we wanted to get. And then Michael got connected to some folks out of Australia who had created a program there to help people get in touch with their true genius, their true expertise, package that expertise into the positioning of an authority, of a thought leader. And in Australia, they have 150 members in their program. They're paying over 30 grand a year. 75 of those folks are making between a half a million and $2 million a year. That's 50%. And then of the remaining 75, 40 are making between a quarter mil and half a mil. That's over 75%, 78.7% to be precise. Those results spoke to us. So we brought that program to Canada. We, We have licensed some of their material. We've created some of our own stuff. What we're doing right now is we put together a program that's primarily for solopreneurs and infopreneurs. This program over time is going to be something that entrepreneurs can use and intrapreneurs within corporations can use as well. It's all about helping them get super clear rivers on their genius. What is it about their expertise that is valuable to other people? Who are those other people that will pay a fortune to help you solve a really specific problem your expertise solves? And then- how do we position you so you become known as that expert? You're not just an expert because an expert is someone who knows something, a thought leader, <laughs> someone who's known for knowing something. I'm no. nodding my head, man. I'm nodding my head. That's what this is all about. And we are all about showing people. So if someone, you know, if you're a listener, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if you're a facilitator, if you're a corporate trainer, if you're an author, if you're a speaker, if you're a wannabe Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or Richard Branson, this type of thing's for you. You want to bring that expertise out in a structured fashion. You want to be positioned as that authority. You want people to know how you solve problems with them. And not just any old people, but a very specific 
powerful group of people. And that's what we're all about. And we show people how to do this. You know, there's a great book that our mentors have written called The Thought Leader Practice. And we actually make that book available, Rivers. I don't know if there's an opportunity to tell people about it at some point. <laughs> I love the ride. I'm, I'm surfing this wave with you. Yeah. Go for it. I love so, it. Tell them now. Yeah, so we, we, we do that, man. And we show these folks, you know, what, what they can do, right, with this book to absolutely help them, um, you know, get this thing going. So to get the book, they go to, some, to a website called thoughtleadership.rocks. Right. Dot rocks. Dot rocks. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, of course it is. And, and of course, a dot com wouldn't be appropriate for the type of stuff that you're doing with changing mindsets and so on. It has to be different to shake the uh, the norm. I that, love it. That plus thoughtleadership.com was taken. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, 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 so that's the book. And then we put together this awesome one page. 10 step blueprint on how to position yourself as an authority that's at authorityrocks.com, which people can grab. And these are tools that we use to help people take themselves from wherever they happen to be to rock star thought leaders that are making a big dent in the universe. You know, Steve jobs used to say that, right? Make your dent in the universe and or yep making a boatload of money while doing this. Cause make no mistake about it. We are good capitalists. We yeah, believe yeah. in the free enterprise Amen. system. And we want you listening to this podcast to be the best, most successful version of yourself as an entrepreneur to make the money you want to make and you deserve to make. And also to like live a life of purpose so that you're doing what you were meant to, to do. And you're making the difference you were born to make. That is so important to us. It's yeah, why beautiful. We do what we do. Okay. So, so you got me. Um, um, uh, uh, and I know our audience is like, okay, okay, Nikki, I got it. I got it. I got it. But you got to give me more than, than, than what you did. You got to give me a, a little bit of here's some of the ways in which we do it. Now let's I don't want, I don't want the let's secret. Talk about it. Let's did, do it. Let's this talk is, about the, this is yeah. good stuff. I love it. So here's the thing we say that as a thought leader, there's like kind of five key secrets that you need to tackle. Number one is you need to understand the paradigm of busy versus productive. And you get got to get out of being busy. You got to get into being productive. And I'll get into that a bit in a minute. Number two is you got to have a clear message, a message that people want to hear. One that solves a problem, a specific problem that for a particular market, and that goes to the other point of clarity, you got to be clear about who your clients are for them. They're willing to pay a fortune to solve that problem. Right. So right on, man. So, and then we have you follow the strategy of preeminence of being known as the best. And then you got to be around the right people. You got to be in a peer group, official, unofficial. You got to have professional accountability. You got to be in professional settings with the best people and you need a proven path. You need a direction to move forward in. Okay. So let me say a little bit about busy versus productive. There's an old way of doing things and there's a new way of doing things when it comes to marketing, especially online marketing. A lot of people are out there going, Hey man, come and blog, come and blog and you can get rich through blogging. That's great. But not anymore. Not really. Maybe seven years ago, that was a great strategy, but today, no. Okay. Just have a web page. put up a web page with like a 
huge sales copy letter and people will buy from you. Again, not quiet, not anymore. That could have worked a long time ago, but no, just do Google ads. Well, Google ads are great, but on their own, not quiet. It's a mm. hyper-competitive, ever-changing market. And there's people who spend between $1,000 and $20,000 a month on things like SEO, Facebook ads, blogging, new websites, et cetera, et cetera, with no results, very limited results. It's wasted mm -hmm. money, man. Yeah, right on. You cannot do this. And there's, right. there's it's, it's like teaching somebody to go play in the highway. Just go play out there with all the roaming cars. You're going to get killed. Yeah, buddy. Well said. <laughs> so there's this other thing that uh, there's this phrase I've coined called charlatan marketing. Okay. Charlotte, charlatan, like in Charlottetown, Prince Edward well, Island, like a charlatan, or charlatan, like a charlatan, charlatan marketing. Okay. These are marketing, people okay. who okay, are self-proclaimed business experts who claim they can help, but they've never built a business. They've never done yeah. it, but they're really yeah. good at the sizzle. They're good at uh, getting desperate people hooked yeah. to spend money on their mm -hmm. slick marketing. Mm -hmm. It's like Razzle -dazzle. some 24-year-old kid who's a business coach. He never went to business school, never started a Dude. business or helped grow a business, but he knows everything to help you make money. And he takes your money and he burns it for you. Uh, and he can't- Yeah, let me just stop you there. I just experienced that yesterday. I was watching this 23-year-old kid talking to a few newcomers into our city. And I went- what the heck, what the F is he doing talking to those people and taking their money for with no experience positioning themselves is just exactly like that. Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Beware. Beware of the charlatan marketer. Now, the other kind of charlatan marketer is somebody who's well-meaning, but they're giving you strategies from 20 years ago, from five years ago, from three years ago. They don't work anymore. They are not making their money from those strategies anymore. They're making their money from selling you on buying those strategies. And yes. that stuff yeah. is just, it's not going to work. It's caca, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you had kids, right? You have yes. kids. So you know what caca is. There you go, brother. It there ain't go. nice. <laughs> it's not. So to be productive, you got to follow Pareto's law, the 80-20 rule. You need to work in your most important 20%. You can't hide in the 80% that's busy work. The most successful people in business know and live in their 20%. Broke people hide in the 80%. You got to live in the 20%. And the 20% again is? The 20% is doing the right things, doing stuff that works today. You you today do not need to go burn a lot of money on SEO and online ads right. in order to make money. You just don't need to right. do it. You need a clear right. message, right? right? You, need a, you need a clear market, and you need to start speaking to those people. And frankly, you got to go start seeing if there's people who want to buy what you're selling first. Don't right. go spending money on some big online marketing funnel before you've tested this out and seen if there's anyone who's going to buy what you have to sell. Right on. Right? Right on. So so I, I had a client of ours who came to us, this wonderful lady. Uh, you know, she uh, was great at what she did, but she wasn't making a lot of money. She made like 500 to 1,000, 1,500 a month. And she had spent tens of thousands of dollars on online marketing through this charlatan marketing of some folks that came up to her. We had to stop right. doing all that. We had to focus on what she was good at, get in front of the people she wanted to work with. She did that. And in one short month, she made more money than she made all the previous year. In two months, she made more money than she made all the previous year, plus the first quarter of the year after. And this year, 
this year, her first month of the year was $56,000. Last year was $556. That was a (laughs) 10,000% increase from doing it without charlatan marketing. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So So how does, how does someone, how does this, I mean, yeah. Okay. If they don't all have the luxury of working with you and and your team's magic, and then I say magic in a very respectful way. I I know it's structured, it's strategic. I mean, I talk about 20 years of experience connecting with the Seth Godins and so on in the world. That doesn't come about because you're, uh, you know, you're, you're some kind of wizardry, Uh, but you know what, if, if, if someone's not able, what's the one thing that is the trigger that says, oh man, I'm working with, I'm working with one of these charlatan uh, marketers. So if someone's telling you they're making money from something like blogging, something that was big a year ago, three years ago, run, uh, yeah. run. someone's run. telling you and you're making $2,000 a month, spend $20,000 on my online sales funnel. Yeah, run. Yeah. Now that, listen, I'm not saying online sales funnels aren't a good idea. If you're making 10, 20 K a month, they can be an excellent idea. And you could absolutely yes. go speak to somebody who can help you create one that works with the methods of today. You should check them out. You should speak to some of their people. You should check out, you know, their testimonials. I'd frankly talk to people you personally know who've worked with the people there. That's a really good way to get a sense of who these folks are and what they can do. And look, all the stuff I told you about, we're, we're offering a lot of free, free stuff. I mean, the book is, you just got to pay for shipping to get our book and that, that downloadable form, that's absolutely free. And my podcast is free. You can get a lot of free stuff from us that can help. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, as we yeah, head yeah. to the next. So yes, there's yeah. a lot of free stuff that we make available to people if they haven't got the money to do stuff. Cause, cause you know, we want you to win. Because let's face it, yeah, if you win, yeah, we want you to win. Time, there may be a time you've got the money you're going to want to hire us, and we'll be we'll be happy to to take your money at that point and help you out. But the fact of the matter is, people got to be really really careful with this, and they got to spend time. Listen, if you're in business, the most important thing is you need to be sales driven. If you're not sales driven, you don't have a business. I like it makes me laugh when people say to me, <laughs> "I don't like to sell." I don't want to be pushy. Yeah. Why be that? Yeah. that? Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Selling yeah. is the lifeblood of your business. And selling is a noble profession. Salespeople are the heroes of our businesses and our societies because they're the ones who have the guts to stand in front of somebody and, and, and open their heart up to try and serve them. And many people aren't great with salespeople. And these salespeople have to take it. And they, 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 they do it with a grace and, 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 and with a, a dignity that most people lack. You got to love selling. You got to love salespeople. Let's <laughs> not being pushy. Reframe that into being yeah. persistent. Reframe yes. that into being committed. You know? Yes. Uh, and it's not, it's not selling if you're helping somebody. That's the key. You got to help. If you're trying to give them something they don't need, that's, that's selling stealing. and that's uncomfortable. That's, that's stealing. Right. That's right. That's stealing. stealing. I love selling it. Selling is honorable. Selling is yes. noble. Selling is good. But you yes. got to sell. If you're in business and you're not selling, you're, you're fooling yourself. You're not going to be successful. A, a, a successful business is a sales and customer driven business. It's got to be all about your customer, what they want, what they need. And it's got to be all about selling them and selling them is helping them by helping them understand that they're hurting and that you have a solution to their pain. Don't you dare sell mm. something to somebody who doesn't need it. Right on, dude. With that? Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Bang cool. on. Call the cops. I love it. I love it. Um, let, I want to, I want to scoot over to the, to the business of thought leadership podcast. Cause, cause it's cool. And hey. it ranks ladies and gentlemen in the top 10% of all podcasts on 
iTunes, by the way. So this is pretty cool stuff. This is, this, this is a, an epic guy. This guy's, uh, Nikki's a legitimate guy. Substance up the proverbial yin yang. I'm now Nikki. I'm sitting back because I want you to teach. I want to become the uh, the student on this because I've had the luxury of uh, of talking to some pretty cool people, primarily in Canada. You know, pretty epic, epic people. I uh, I just interviewed George Strombolepolis yesterday, and nice. just a great. Uh, he was wonderful. But you, my friend, have done global leaders. You have talked to them. Can you talk about? From, yes, an uh, interviewing perspective, but also because we have entrepreneurs here coast to coast, how do you suggest that people interview engage? Let's let's because the interview pros, I, I don't think that's a great word. I think engage like we're having right now. How do you engage, get compelling questions that result in valuable responses for for people as business people? And I, I guess for those that are looking at podcasting as a as a way to uh, to build their brand. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're looking at doing podcasting, the first thing I'll say is you, you, you got to have a business to start with. Like if you're just starting out, I wouldn't start with podcasting because it's a lot of work. You know that, right? Yeah, it's it a is, lot yeah. of work. And, yes, sir. And before you go there, you need a business. You need revenue coming in. You need people saying, hey, yeah, I like it. You know, I like what you're up to. I want to buy from you and all that good stuff. So that that's the first thing I'd say. Uh, once you've achieved a certain level of success, okay, it, it, and to me, it's a minimum, minimum, bare minimum, like at least 10K a month in income, Right coming into mm-hmm. you if you're a solopreneur and if you're a bigger company with some employees, probably four or 500 K that's the, that's when and, you should. And you're talking top line here. You're not talking profitability. Well, for, for the, for the company top line for the solopreneur, probably profitability, right? Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, you, yep, gotta perfect, be, yep. you gotta have some resources because right. you can't commit to a podcast and then not have the money to follow through in three months and then have to, yeah. that's not going to work. It's not right on, man. at all, right? So I, that's the first thing I'd recommend. Second thing I'd recommend is, you know, get your thought leadership straight. You got to know what you're good at. You got to know, you got to have something to talk uh, about. Yeah. Like if people yeah. just get on a podcast to listen to the sound of their own voice, believe me, you're going to lose viewers. You're going to lose listeners, excuse me, pretty darn quick. People yeah, want to hear yeah. from you and your guests. They want to hear something valuable. They're giving you their time. Here's what's amazing about podcasting, Rivers. Um, People spend less than 60 seconds on a blog. They spend three minutes and 14 seconds on a video. They spend 22 minutes on a podcast. They're giving you their trust. They're giving you their listening. Do not take that for granted. Right? So. You got yeah. to know. 22 minutes. 22. 22. Okay, so we're over time here. Got to go. See ya. <laughs> right on, right? That's the minimum. That's the minimum. That's the minimum time. Yeah, okay, good. Stuff. So they do stay longer when guys like yeah, you and I yeah, are talking. Yeah, for real, for real. They do. That's the average <laughs> podcast listening time, man. That's pretty awesome, right Rivers. You know what I'm saying? It is awesome, yeah. Like, you, you got to so, – so if you're thinking of doing a podcast, make sure you're up at that, that revenue stage first. And then secondly, you know, go listen to a bunch of guys whose podcasts you like and do some R&D, also known as rip off and duplicate. why not that's what i do like i i i listen to a lot of podcasts and um i get tips from them all the time donald miller's got a podcast called uh story brand love the guy 
um, I uh, noticed that he started putting a little um, infomercial in the middle of his podcast. So we started doing the same. Yeah, hey, I like it. It's cool. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If you put it at the end of the podcast, some people will go, oh, okay, I heard the main thing. I don't need to listen. But if it's in the middle of the podcast, I got to listen. It's interesting you say that, Nikki. I was at a uh, I was at the startup uh, international uh, conference in Montreal this past weekend, and they had this person who was doing viral v- videos for as a business. Anyway, she said that Facebook is now giving you better positioning and cost less if you do ninety second videos and post them on because that's exactly what they want to do is sell ads in the middle of your video. So the ninety seconds the sweet spot because they want to put an ad in there so absolutely well, there dude there you go, yeah, there there you you go. go. <laughs> so, so that's the sort look of out thing. abc <laughs> that's the sort of thing that um that's the sort of thing that people need to to be aware of and in terms Love of it. meeting big people man listen we're lucky we got a producer dave mendonca i mean you know dave he connected you and i yeah. together yeah, yeah yeah i also approach a lot of guys like today i got uh, Todd Stottlemyer, he was a pitcher for the Jays. You know, yeah, absolutely. Said. Yeah, he was. He's a world. He's a world champion, isn't he? Yes, he, he just wrote a book yeah. uh, called Relentless Success, and he's launching an online program. So he's going to be on the podcast. We're interviewing him on August sixteenth, and he's going to be on the podcast. And uh, <laughs> that's it, great, man. What's amazing about that is, like, I run into guys all the time. Uh, we just interviewed Bruce Bowser, who's the chairman of uh, AMJ Campbell, the largest moving company in Canada. We interviewed him. He's writing a book too. You know, nice. um, I got Mark Bowden. He wrote a book called Winning Body Language. I just, I run into guys. I talk to them. I go, you want to be on my podcast? Yeah, what's wrong with asking, right? You just got to ask. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's a bit, it's, it's a form of selling. You know? right. And it, you're, you're giving them an opportunity to express their views in a, in, in a, in a really cool platform. And, right. and in my case, I like to think I know what I'm doing when it comes to interviewing guys uh, and gals. And I do a good job for them and then make them look good and give them a platform to talk to a bunch of people they wouldn't otherwise read. So it's a, it's a win-win yeah. from that win-win perspective, scenario. right? That's, that's what it is from pie. And that's how I approach selling. So, you know, if I were to like talk to you and say, Hey Rivers, like tell me about your business. How do you make money? What are the problems you're having, et cetera, et cetera. If I saw that what I had to offer made a difference for you. I just tell you rivers, I got something that's going to help you. It's going to help you solve your problem. And this problem, if it's important for you to solve, this is what I recommend. You buy my program, you become a member of it. And, Pretty simple. and if you have an objection, I'll deal with the objections. And at the end of the day, you'll either say, yeah, okay. Yeah. You've dealt with my objections. I'm going to buy, or you'll say, you know what? Nah, no, thanks. But you got to go <laughs> for it. If you don't go for it, you don't ask, you don't get. Right on, dude. Well, we're heading into the home stretch of this conversation. I blink in my eyes and say, holy crumb. Oh, actually, I didn't say crumb. I said something else. But the, <laughs> the, the fact is, dude, is that I, I want to I close with, uh, with uh, a little bit longer answer. And then we're going to do a lightning question because I do want to know the answer to this question. Sure. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I asked this. I said to one person when I was interviewing, I said, I hate this word. It's the F word because I don't really like it. And they said, no, it's an OK word because it, it, it's one that people understand. So in your life, personal and professional, what was that big? Big failure that really was a pivot for your turning point for you that has impacted how you either live your life or how you build your business. Well, the dissolution in my marriage, frankly, when my wife ah, decided yeah, she yeah, we talked to, about that she earlier. Didn't want to be yeah. with me anymore. That was absolutely devastating to me. Uh, you know, I, 
I, I couldn't see my kids for the first 41 days. Uh, wow, and, I, wow. and I wanted to die, my friend. It was horrible. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it of was course. Horrible. Um, but I'll tell you the process of uh, really taking a deep look at myself and, and, and not blaming her, but understanding what I did, who I was that had her say no to, to me, her husband. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and break up the family, which is something that she, you know, she's not normally the kind of woman who you'd think would do that. Right. Uh, right. I, I had to take a good look in the mirror and, and I was a jackass to her, to be honest. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't unfaithful or anything like that or, you know, raise a hand to her or anything like that. I'm not that kind of man, but uh, of course I argued with her and I learned that that's not my job as a man uh, uh, with my woman, not to argue with my woman. And, and I'm not telling you I'm perfect at that now, but I'm way better at it than I was. Yeah, my right job on. is to honor, like as a man, what I learned is my job is to honor my woman, honor my wife. Mm. Um, mm. You know, you re- you're remarried now, not remarried. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm engaged to a wonderful woman right now. Cool. But, What's her name? Uh, her name's Teresa. She's nice, man. She's a, she also works with uh, Michael and I. She's incredible. She's a three nice. world record holder, a fabulous lady and all that. But this is, this is what I got from this is that, um, I had to take responsibility. So I took responsibility and, uh, I, I forgave myself. I forgave her. And, uh, right now, I've got the best divorce of anybody I know. You know, she, she and I, <laughs> we get along. There's no rancor, no fighting. We're easy. That's awesome. We need to do stuff. We've even talked about going on vacation with the kids together. So it hasn't happened yet, uh, but we've both been open to the possibility, which is pretty amazing from my perspective. So most men wow. I know don't fall into that. And as a result of this, I've actually, and Rivers, this is very near and dear to my heart, I put a, a program together to help separated fathers whose wives have left them because 60% of families with children break up and two out of every three, the wife leaves. That means 40% of families break up with the wife leaving. And most men are absolutely devastated by this. They lose their mojo. They lose their power. You know, uh, they, um, they're, they're victimized. They're not good for themselves, not good for their kids. They feel like losers and, uh, their health, their business, everything suffers. And sometimes it takes these men's, these men years, decades to, to get over this. And in some cases they don't ever get over it, you know, and a lot of men even commit suicide as a result of this. And so I put together based on, on, on all the time I've spent in men's groups and working with some of the world's top thought leaders when it comes to men and masculinity and relationship to put an eight step program together, uh, which in, in eight weeks I can take a man from being absolutely disempowered to being completely empowered. I'm not saying the situation is going to change because you know that can take the time that it takes, but that man will be empowered and he'll be powerful. And whether or not he and his wife ever get back together again, he'll at least be good for himself and his children. He'll get his health and his mojo and his, and his life back. And that's, that's, that's necessary and important in this day and age with so much separation and divorce happening. Mm-hmm. And, it's incredible. And, 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 and for, it's most important for the children. I want more, more yeah. than for the man. I want it for his kids. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's something that I'm, uh, 
working on. And one of the things I want to be known for five years from now is I want to be known as the man that anyone thinks of when they think of a man, a separated father whose wife has left him. I want him to go. I got to go check out what Nikki Ballou has to say on the subject. Yeah. Well, I believe you'll do it, man. I believe you'll do it. So take us, take us home with, uh, with, uh, your children. How many children do you have? I have two sons, nine and two 11. Sons. Fabulous okay. boys are super bright. I bet they're great at sports. Yeah, and I bet you they love their dad dearly. But you had here's a challenge for you. You've got them in the room, and you've got to share with them one book that they must read um, as a part of contributing to the enjoyment of the rest of their life. And I was going to say success, but success and enjoyment to me go hand in hand. Um, and you're not allowed to recommend another book to them the rest of their life. What's the one book you're going to tell them to read? Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> I freaking love that book. That's the right of passage, dude. That's the right of passage book. I love it. It's a battle to get through it, but it is epic. I've read it twice. It's incredible. Twice. Oh my God. You lose a bet the second time. No, I love the book, man. I wanted to reread it. I mean, Ayn Rand is the single greatest thought leader of the 20th century when it came to uh, freedom and individualism. And Uh I think every young man uh, and young woman, for that matter, should read that book. Of course. Uh, And uh, we live in a free society. If we intend to keep it free, we need to teach our young people about freedom. And God yes. knows it's not happening in schools right now. Our, our no, no, it's not. Horribly to the, to the, to the left or what I like to call the fascist end of the spectrum. And yeah. uh, we need to teach our children about freedom and free markets and free minds. And Atlas Shrugged does that brilliantly. It's a great book. And I yes, have, I have, I have the movie. It's on three DVDs. Is it worth it? it absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Hollywood tried to stop making it because Hollywood tends to uh, be opposed to uh, the point of view that this espouses, but it's, uh, yeah. it's a yeah, that's right. Of course. Wonderful movie. I bought it for myself. I actually bought an extra copy. I'm going to give it to some worthy soul at some point. So that might be you rivers. You might get it for me as a gift. We'll never know. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. You know, a little side note. Um, I've got a great friend of mine. Um, she's Canada's first PhD in entrepreneurship. And nice. uh, my nickname to her is Dagny. So, oh, I love so, that. so listen, you got to introduce me to her. We got to put her on the podcast. Are you kidding me? A first PhD in entrepreneurship who's Dagny? Uh, I can make that happen. Make it easy happen, enough. Easy, it easy enough. I will. I seriously will. I think that'd be, gotta, that'd be an honor for her to cross promote guests to each other, man. I think that's a good yeah. idea. And I'd love to introduce you to more people in my network. And uh, I'd love to meet some of the folks in your network uh, who are other big podcasters because I'm all about well, you know, getting the message on the show these days. Let's let's uh, let's make that happen. I'll make a note of it and uh, and we'll do that for sure uh, because what you're doing is epic. This conversation's been epic. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have the opportunity uh, in the fall to to go on uh, Nikki's show and uh, and uh, and and to chat like this. So <laughs> so this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship my friend I love it man I love it I love it well listen you keep being epic Uh, I I really appreciate your time Uh, appreciate all you're doing appreciate your journey your honesty but uh, most of all importantly is to how you're impacting uh, uh, you know the people that you connect but even more so I think the people that they connect with because that's what again it's about is exponential and so uh, so rock on man rock on for sure 
You too, boss. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Look forward to having you on ours. And hey, you and I should find some time to break bread together. I think that'd be fun. That'll make, we'll make sure that happens. Cheers, dude. Cheers, man. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Colin Weston from Vancouver. I'm a sports innovator and entrepreneur, host of the Mod Golf podcast, founding partner at Reviver Sport Entertainment and co-founder of Startup Vancouver. Okay, so um, um, I want to know architecture guy to entrepreneur guy. Can you take us through that journey before we dive deep into, you know, your sports industry, your podcast, who have you talked to that's epic, all that kind of stuff. But it starts with you kind of originally coming from an international architectural background. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to keep this short. Uh, My background, over 20 years in architecture, focusing mostly on sport architecture, both the stadiums and venues, and also the experiences of the events. Uh, Worked on the Vancouver Olympics, I worked on the Toronto Pan Am Games, worked on world championship uh, races, as has my good friend and business partner, who's also an architect in the same realm, uh, with Reviver Sport Entertainment. Five years ago, we had our aha moment where we both play golf. We're not very good, but we love playing golf. But we're also action sport guys. He's Australian, so we grew up as a surfer. We both snowboard a lot. I was a skate punk as a kid. Without getting into it too much here, we saw a problem. We saw an opportunity that golf was languishing, not connecting with a younger audience. So we came up with a solution, which we'll get into a little bit. So I won't do my 15-minute spiel here and take all the oxygen out of the conversation here. (laughs) Uh, But ultimately, that was our aha moment and it was one of those things that we came up with a cool idea and a cool response to this as far as kind of the gameplay and and kind of Cirque du Soleil meets American Ninja Warrior meets Red Bull Action Sport meets Coachella Music Festival 